to episode three of the Sportfix podcast. Hiya, Jack. You right, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Yeah, after after last week, um, we had a week off. There wasn't much sports news to talk about, yeah, so really was there. but it was all international football, and the uh, less said, the better, I think, with international football. <laughs> no one really likes listening to it. Yeah. yeah, no one likes listening to it. <laughs> um, Eric Dyer still crap, oh, but hey, living on your mate, on your brain, mate. <laughs> and Patrick Bounce. <Bansley. laughs> hey, anyway, this week we're going to talk. Well, we'll start off straight away with uh, the. Uh, Racism, basically, in football. Yeah. Um, recently, I mean, it came out yesterday um, that uh, a game got halted and players walked off the pitch. I mean, do you want to tell us a bit more about yeah, it? Yeah, well, it's. It, I just want to say it's it's appalling that it is obviously still going on with the whole racism in football and everything. But basically, last last night, um, Cadiz were playing against Valencia, and. Um, a Valencia player, um, Mukhtar Diakabi, um, was racially abused by a, a Cadiz player. So someone, um, I think he was a striker as well, I think, um, called Juan Cala or Sala, where, however you want to say his name. Um, and basically he was racially abused. I, I won't go into the details of what was said or what was done because it, obviously it's, it's, it's really, really bad. And I, I suppose people would have, Heard about it and probably seen, but if not, just search it up and you'll see. You'll be able be able to see it yourself. But basically, after discussions with um, Valencia's captain um, Gaia um, and the referee, the the game was abandoned after twenty nine minutes. Um, so obviously, Gaia led his team off the pitch, um, and then basically at half. Well, right at that time. Diakabu got took off as a sub um, after 30 minutes and then the game carried on after 20 minutes after that. So basically, Kala then got brought off at half-time because obviously everything that was going on, he would have been a targeted man, obviously. Um, and with that, it's it, it, it actually the game ended in Cadiz winning 2-1, which I think in my eyes, it's obviously, I know it's a game and stuff, but I mean, it's, it's quite a sour win for Cadiz after everything that happened in the game. But I'm um, and what happened, and I just want to get your thoughts on it, mate, as well. Like, what what have you got to say about it? I just think it's appalling how it's still happening in in, in this world. It's you see it not just in football in general, yeah. Um, in everyday life, um, I mean, it's that's not the only incident there's been. Obviously, even recently, I mean, Fred got racially abused within minutes after United lost against Leicester for a bad back pass. Like, it just it becomes quite sickening. And for social media, like I mean, it's it's a it's a good place. Like everyone, it's meant to be a good place, mm-hmm. but not somewhere you can. It's I mean, if you look on the side of it, it's so easy nowadays. You can go on social media. Like I could now, and this is just hypothetically, I could go on right now and make a, a fake account up. No one would know my name. They wouldn't ask my details, and I could be I could racially abuse a footballer. Yeah, well, it's that easy. They wouldn't know. It? Wouldn't know. If they wouldn't know. It'd be under a random name. They wouldn't even. They wouldn't even care. And it's got to that point where, I mean, high-profile footballers, I mean, Thierry Henry straight away, there's mm. one that springs to mind recently. Yeah. He's just come off social media. Come off social media. It's, it's, it's put, people should be using social media for um, good things, not, not the bad things. And, I mean, you go back to the Europa League a couple of weeks ago and that massive outbreak with the Rangers players. Yes, yeah. And, you can, and, and there's videos come out now. You can hear the person. You can see visibly what he's doing. It's... And it, it it does just just frustrates me how through this movement, this Black Lives Matters and everything that goes on, and we, we're still doing it. And I mean, you, I think we touched on it in the last podcast when you mentioned about Zaha not um, not kneeling. Yeah, taking the knee. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, it'd be quite crazy to see why why he didn't take. Because like, I don't know if anyone's got a sort of thing. Um, if anyone knows why he didn't take the knee, just let us know. We have got an Instagram page. Well, we have now got a social media. We have, we have got it on there. Yeah. We've got so, we've got a page where you can speak to us and message us if you want to. Any concern or anything like that? Any questions for us? But I just I I think it's just day and age like this. This should be happening. I mean, what do you think he says about much about um, Gaia as a captain? Because we've seen instances in the past of like I mean, you go back to. When did, who did England play? They played away and they got racially abused by them ultra fans. Yeah, well, it was um, Tyrone Mings who got racially abused, wasn't it? Yeah. 
on his debut. Yeah. He was on his debut. I remember this now. He was on his debut, and there was a, there was only a certain section of the fans there that that were racially abusing him. And you can see again, videos come out, and Mings is saying to him, "Can you not hear that?" Can you not? And for them, then straight away they they went to the referee, they did the protocol and everything. Do you, did did they, I don't know? If, I don't know personally. Did they follow the protocols, or did they just straight away as soon as this happened, did they just walk off? I I know. Oh wait, you're talking about Gaia now, yeah? Yeah, the the uh, the Akabe. Yeah, um, so did they, he just walk straight so off? Basically, I think there was um. Because I saw the the video of it, and the Akabe went in for a tackle with with Kala. And um, yeah, and then obviously something was must have been said um, to Diakabi, and then when Carlo was running off, Diakabi, who it was a centre back and his team was defending, completely just shut off and was aiming for Carlo. So he he ran all the way up to him, and he was face to face with him. And then obviously players came around and then obviously split him up. Um, but then I think obviously with the conversations with Guy and the referee, Guy must have said, um. I'm taking my players off. It, it, it takes a lot of heart to do that, in, in my opinion, because even though it's the right thing to do, a lot of teams have, have threatened to do it and they they, 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 they never have. Um, so I think it takes a lot of heart from guys to do that. And, it, and that, that I think that proves that how much of a good captain that he is because he's looking after his players and he's protecting them. Um, so I, I, I hold my hands up and say, well done to him, really, personally. Yeah, no, I, I think fair play to him. Shows a lot of courage. Shows a lot of um, he won't get the credit he deserves. Yeah. And obviously, people to see the story and think, oh, he's been racially abused. It's another thing that just happened. But you've got to look at the bigger picture. And I mean, after even after this incident, it's still going yeah, to happen. Definitely. It's not going to be just one. It's, it, I mean, you can name you, Kemal Roof, still getting racially abused. He's very vocal yeah. about it. Like he's still getting racially abused. Davison Sanchez straight after the Newcastle game getting racially abused. People put he's put it all over his Instagram story. Yes, yeah, I've, I've um, I'm, 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 on, I'm on here now and I've put recent players that have been racially abused, and there is just a page full. So you got Brewster who has been, you got um, Martial, you got Rashford, you got Twanzebe, all from uh, Man United, even Fred. Um, you've got the women's footballers as well. So Reese James's sister. Um, Lauren James has, yeah. even Reese James has, Wilfred Zaha. Literally, the list just goes on and on. William as well. It's just yeah, a full it's, list it's, of it's, names, it, mate. It should it shouldn't be that way. Um, it's 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 sickening to think that still people can go online. I mean, I feel like social media should do lo- load more of this. They 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 need to realize. I think I've I've seen recently they said, oh, there's there's not much more they can yeah. do, but. Me personally, I think they should be asking for ID when they because there's people that are under the age of eighteen, mm-hmm. um, or whatever age it is, sixteen. I don't know what it is with Facebook and Instagram, and different social sort of media things, platforms. Like they should be given verification of who they are, not just making a page up. Because I mean, you can you're, you can go on Instagram now if anyone's listening to this. You can go on Instagram now and you can type in any random name in the world, and there'll be exactly. millions of it. There'll be millions of different random names, and and some of them won't even. It's not that's not their real name, and I just think it's it's quite. It's quite appalling, really, and again, it's a lot of football fans. But again, like, is it their own football fans? I don't know. Is it their own club that they're yeah. the fans of that they're racially abusing their own players? Like, I mean, we've seen cases in the past that has happened, um, and I just think it's quite sickening. But I mean, I'll just I'll just read something that I mean, it's quite interesting. I mean, I, I saw yesterday Tyra Mings speaking about, especially with Serion thing, Thierry Henry thing coming off. It's amazing. He said he would like to think that it would be. A last resort because nobody wants to come off social media and nobody should ever yeah. have to. And, and and that says it all a lot. I mean, Tyrone means do a lot with this sort of the the the, the, the movement. He's a good of, speaker, um, isn't he? Yeah, very very good. And I think he just he says it sums it up straight away. That you get social media, like why would you ever use it for exactly. a bad reason? It should be a, should be a, a happy thing. Place, so why would you? Really? Yeah. Like you, you go on, and like I mean, imagine Davison Sanchez after that football game yesterday. They they drew two two. I mean, I don't know if it's his fault for the goals. I don't know. But going back into change room and then all of a sudden straight on Instagram story or straight into that. Instagram DMs, someone put it, someone putting the monkey emojis to you and stuff like that. I mean, I will say what it was because I, I I don't really care. I will say it how it is. Like someone putting monkey emojis to someone just and the funny thing is, you know now it'd be it'd be someone having trying to have a laugh like, oh hi, I'm so funny doing yeah. this. Look at me. Show picking up yeah. to his mates. That's what it is. He probably organised it to text Davison Sanchez after the game when he saw him playing. Oh, I'm going to message him. He won't read it. But I think it now shows that footballers, celebrities, 
any sort of thing will read these DMs now. People think they don't. People think they have handles who deal with the social media. And most of them do. But I think a lot of footballers now have sort of realised what's going on in the world and they've sort of taken it on themselves now to check them DMs. And I mean, they're going to exploit you. And I, it's crazy how people still think they can just get away with it and, and still do it. I mean, if this guy's obviously done it to Thomas Sanchez, what people are not doing anything about it. But then apparently his, his account's been deleted straight away. Like he's deleted his account. So he's gone on there purposely to racially abuse yeah. someone, then That's just delete his account. Do, isn't it? It's, it's it's actually disgusting. It's actually disgusting. It, and it does make my blood boil a yeah. little bit, to be fair, because it, you know, it does annoy me because I just don't think... It's, it's, in, that one, it's in that one instance and... as well, isn't it? When I think it was Aston Villa yep. played Crystal Palace. And um, wasn't it? I yep. swear it was like a 14-year-old lad. And he was messaging yep. Wilfred Zahar. And he said, if you score against us, I'll, I'll, he said, I'll break your legs. But then he proceeded with being racist to him. And and then they found out it was a young, it was a young teenager. Like... Yeah, I mean, if, if he was a Villa fan, if he's a Villa fan, yeah. well, that's I just think it's so wrong. But, uh, yeah. the, obviously, the everyone needs to be educated. We've had, I think, we've had this yeah. conversation anyway with like high-profile people, high-high-profile players. Um, but I mean, they need to be educated from a very, very young age nowadays because that that's proof that a fourteen-year-old kid can be racist behind a screen to. Yeah. A, a Premier League footballer, and it's it's not right. No, it's not right. That, that's where I think the boundaries have to come in. And there's got to be proof of how how people get mm. on social media. I mean, I, I don't know when I was on social media. Personally, I don't know about you, but I don't know. I can't remember what age I was on social media. I probably, probably was young, probably the same age, probably. But I shouldn't be on social media. But it was how, that was how easy it was to yeah. be on social media. Well, it was Bebo, that age. Right? What I first went on, Bebo Bebo, however you want to call it. That was my first social yeah. media. Bebo land. I yeah no, I I mean I don't know I think yeah. I was probably Facebook at a young age, um but yeah no I mean this is stupid stupidly crazy mm. in the world right the, now. The, um, wait, wait, should we move on to on this though? Go on. Staying with Wil- yeah. with Wilfred Zahar, I think the only reason he has now stopped taking the knee is because he doesn't see any anything happen with it, which it's it's proof right now. Is nothing? It's still going on, but I mean he's sta- he's standing yeah. for. It's just a thing that everyone's doing now, which I, I agree on. I, I agree with him in that aspect. But then I remember Tyrone Mings had that conversation to Sky. He said he understands yeah, why Zaha's yeah. doing it. He says, I fully understand that. But he still believes that taking the knee is showing a stand. And again, I agree with Mings as well. I, I think personal opinion is... Unity. Yeah. Unity in football—that's what they're showing. And then if Wolf Zaha, like, I think Ming said it in his video, he said if he's got reasons to do it, Wolf Zaha, yeah. then no one's going to say anything otherwise. Yeah. That, that's his reason to do it. No one's going to confront him. And go, you're wrong because that's not right. Everyone should be united. If they want to do everything, they do everything. But yeah, well, me will move on to a bit of a, a sad—not a sad moment, but more of a positive moment at the same time. Um, Aguero yeah. leaving Man City after many, many years or moon, should we say now? As City fans say blue moon, <laughs> but hey, um, crazy. It's crazy to think that it's quite scary because I've, I've this season, especially, I, I forgot Aguero's really at the club. I mean, obviously, he's been injured, he's been injured a lot. And I mean, the last couple of seasons, the last couple of seasons, he hasn't really played many games. He hasn't had that full season where he's scoring goals, but he still scores. I mean, yes, he's, a, he's still a predator in the box, like, you, you give him a half oh, chance, he'll score, but um. Like how how good was he? How do you how good do you think he was? And how, where do you rank him in strikers sort of or prem? One of the best strikers, striker, best goal scorers or strikers in the world or ever, ever to grace the Premier League. I, how good do you think he was? Top class, mate. Unreal. He's he's one. He's he's a world class footballer, and I think he still is. I think personally, yes, I know injuries have have halted his um his game time and goals and that. But other than that, mate, he's I think he's up there with. With some of the best, I've I've got some I've got some stats here for for him since he's been at Man City. So he signed in 2011-12. First season, 34 games started, three came on as a sub, scored 23 goals. That's his first season. Then second season, he played 38 games. That's eight games um, as a sub, only scoring 12. But again, did he have injuries? Maybe. And then and then other than that is. From from 2011-12 to to probably last season, he was averaging 20 goals a season, and I think 
that's a world class player. If you get fifteen goals, then you're a very good good striker. But if you get above that, then I think you're clear, really, personally. Yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, you could, everyone could talk about the Aguero moments and winning the, that city's first league, and it's just it's crazy to think that it's coming to the end of the sort of an era for him. I mean, what is it? Did you say 2011 yeah. he signed for him, so that's, nearly, so that's nearly a decade at Man City. It's crazy to think he's been there ten years, yeah. or nearly ten years. Um, and fair play to him. I mean, he's he's won multiple things. I think you said he yeah, won four so Premier League he, titles. He won the Golden Boot in 2014, 15. And he was he's won four Premier League t- um, titles. So that's the first season he joined, then 2013, 14, 17, 18, and 18, 19. So he's he's won a lot, and he's also won seven um, times Player of the Month as well. That that's spanning from 2013 to 2020. So I mean, he's up there. His Premier League record as well is is a joke. He's he's played seven hundred seven no two hundred seventy two times, not seven hundred times, was he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, all time great goals and forty six assists, but these are still he's still playing still, so he he hasn't stopped yet. So he he could get if he has an unbelievable season from now, he could get to one hundred ninety goals, and that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, where where, where do you think he goes? Like, does does he stick with the Prem or does he go? Does he go back back home, back to Argentina? Or does he or does he or has he still got him in? Has he still got it in the, the gas tank, especially with the injury sort of yeah. stricken seasons? Well, the last he's thirteen, two, now, especially. Do you still think he could? Do you still think he could, he could perform at a highest level, or do you think he maybe he now wants to sort of go back home, yeah. more of a cushy life, shall I say? He's done his. He's done ten years at a club. That I mean, obviously, I think recently someone said they have yeah. a statue of him. I mean, fair play to him. I think they have a statue, as long as it's not like a Ronaldo statue. From the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Remember back in the day, you remember that Ronaldo statue, that ugly face. <laughs> I, I, I hope it's not that one, Jesus. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I just don't know. I, I just don't think there's, there's loyalty in football. And I just don't think he'll stay in the prem. I think he'll, I think he'll yeah, move maybe well, back to the La Liga. Or... Do you think he's still got a couple no. of years left? Because I personally think he has. Depending on. Um, I ought. I think it's with Aguero now. Like you said, he's thirty-two. He's got a couple of seasons left him at the highest level. I, I mean, I think he's got maybe a good season in like a full season if he stayed injury-free. Because he's, he's picking yeah. all the niggly injuries now, isn't he? Like he always, that, that's the thing, and all of his fitness as well. I mean, lockdowns are a lot of things to a lot of people. Um, and he has he had <laughs> quite a bit of timber on when he came back. But I mean, he's still, he's still oh, unbelievable yeah. when you watch him. Still unbelievable footballer still can give him give him a sniff of goal and he'll he'll take it um but i i think when i think about where he could go i i, I thought straight when i saw, saw this i thought oh, argentina yeah see barca. barca i've been looking haven't they barca messi with them will stay i think if yeah, barca, barca sign aguero but then we've seen I mean, you've seen recently that Harlan wants to go faster, but that's a different story, a different podcast. <laughs> but um, I just think Aguero, it's a difficult one because it's not, I don't know how many clubs are interested. I mean, I, I, I presume a lot of Prem clubs would be interested. Um, I know Oligon and Solskjaer has come out and said there's more, there's more, <laughs> more loyalty in football now. And he just doesn't think that yeah. signing Aguero would be the right move. Um, I, don't, I just don't think Aguero would go no, there. I, I think, think Aguero like, would even Arsenal have been, have been linked with him, but I think that's only because of Arteta, because obviously he was like he was under Pep, wasn't he? So, I mean, I, that that isn't happening. But I mean, it, it's one of them. I don't know if he'll stay in the Prem. I don't think there is a team he would probably go to in, in the Prem. <laughs> Aston Villa. Well, what about Watkins though, mate? <laughs> but no, I think. Well, Aguero I think, and Watkins. I think the main teams are probably Barca, <laughs> and there's even PSG. I think are interested, but I'd, yeah, Real Madrid. I, I mean, the big, the, the big clubs. We say we'll, we'll, we'll give it the head. The big clubs are all going to be on yeah. high alert now, aren't they? Like PSG, um, Barca, Madrid. I mean, Juventus probably might want him. I mean, if Ronaldo ends up leaving there, yeah, I don't, yeah. we don't know what's going to happen with Ronaldo. It's season still. Um, um, into into Milan because I mean I've seen recently now because I've seen Pep Guardiola comes out and says oh we're not signing anyone we, we, we don't need anyone we don't want anyone we're not signing big money signings but I've seen this morning sort of thing they're looking oh, okay. at Lukaku now if they sign Lukaku do you see Aguero going to Inter Milan could that yeah. be a possible move then so if Lukaku leaves I don't know I think City will 
I think they're probably either going to try and go all out for Haaland or if if they want someone similar to Aguero, then you've got Lataro Martinez who also plays for Inter Milan. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, why get, not? Both get, both them. Them. No, get both of them. Get both of them. Just don't sign, yeah, Jack, just Grealish, don't sign yeah. Jack. Just don't sign Jack Grealish. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, we we just don't know what's going to happen with him. But I just think, like, where do you rank him? Sort of thing with the, like, I think is he top of the list with the highest goal scoring foreign is, yeah. player to play in the Premier League ever? Is it? I mean, I thought Thierry Henry was. I mean. Before, obviously, people won't know this before the podcast, but I thought when we speak before this, did, I yeah. thought Thierry was still top. Yeah. So I'm quite out of sync of football. It's one of them. Um, <laughs> there's only, um, there's only um, three players that are, are above him in the Prem um, goal scorers. Um, and that's Andy Cole, Wayne Rooney, and obviously the King, Alan Shearer. Um, so that, I think that even that yeah. ex- tells you how good he's been. To be in that list, isn't it? To be, yeah. to be in that, t- that sort of exactly. bracket. Like you said, great Alan Shearer, you got and Wayne you Rooney. Think for the whole oh, of crazy. Rooney's and Shearer's um, career, they were pretty much in the Prem. I know Rooney went to America and in the Championship and Alan Shearer even played before the Prem and he was still bagging goals then. But Andy Cole and that, they all spent their whole career in the Prem pretty much. Aguero spent nine, ten years. So that I think that tells you how good he is and how good yeah. his goals per game are as well. Do you, do you think Aguero will be a massive loss for City? Because considering, like, you look at this season, how well they've been. Yeah. City have been unbelievable this year. I mean, I haven't, I haven't lost favourites to win the Champions League. I just think there's some, some, something about them this year just seems a bit different. Like, I mean, they haven't really played with a recognised striker. Like, I mean, if you look at it, Aguero doesn't play. You think straight away, Gabriel Hayes is just going to play, but he just doesn't play him. I mean, he has been, re- mm. he has been chopping and changing recently, obviously. But I mean, he's been playing Gundogan as a centre forward, or Ben Stern, or mm. Kevin De Bruyne. Like, do. do 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 City need a striker, or, or is he going to be it, as big as you know what Pep's like? He'll be. say all this stuff like we don't need a striker, we don't need a striker, but they will probably get a striker. I think it would be stupid for them not 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 to, considering they're losing Aguero. Like I know, I don't think he's going to be, I don't think he's going to be as big of a mess as I think he could be, simply because I think Gabriel Jesus has obviously been playing a little bit now, but I mean they score goals all over the pitch, don't they? But. Aguero this season he hasn't played yeah. too many games obviously because of injury and look how good City have been they're clear at the top they're running away, away with the league um, yeah exactly I oh, need four exactly. 11 but, um, points now to win the title I don't think he's going to be a massive mess but then they do need, need to fill that that void of when he does go so they will have to get a striker no doubt I mean City have lost over the couple of years I mean um, Vincent Company. yeah well, if you Silver, think with with companies like about... um, fill that gap until Ruben Diaz, and look how much he's changed them. No, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, resurgence of the John Stones next to him. I mean, they've been incredible to be fair. Um, I just think they, ha- I think they could be forced to like when you say Pep Guardiola said he's not going to sign anyone. I feel like he's going to be forced; like, his hands going to be forced to do it because every other club's going to try and improve, aren't they? Like, I mean, the money's not there. As much as we we think they could be, but I think City are going to have to they're going to have to buy a striker. They can't. If if Gavajesus gets an injury, okay, you can resort resort back to what they've been doing now or what they've been doing anyway. But I just think when you have a recognised striker of the type of if they went all out for Haaland, let's say, like they're very very good right now, City yeah. with Haaland, exceptional, very very. Like they, they the team they could dominate for a long time, and that and that puts. People are alert, like Liverpool and your Chelsea and obviously your Spurs, Arsenal, Leicester. All, all them teams are going to try and improve the yeah. following year. They're going to have to. So City are going to have to sign a striker. Um, but I, do, I just don't know who because when we talk, when we talk about Haaland and we talk about people always mention Mbappe and talk about Messi, like the money they're going to cost, are they going to have to go for a cheaper option, shall I say? Because... They're going to cost a lot of money. Like Mbappe is not going to be cheap. Haaland, I mean, I've seen figures of ridiculous money and ridiculous things because his agent, obviously, that agent, I think yeah, he's he full pop his agent. I think he is yeah. as well. He's an absolute idiot. Yeah, absolute <laughs> idiot. He's an absolute donkey. He he flies around the country trying to get as much money as he can into his pocket. Yeah. Doesn't get care about anyone else's well, he, career. He's, he's he does it all for himself. He, with um, with Haaland's dad um, to Barcelona, yeah. Real Madrid, and then he went all the way to England um, and spoke to yeah. the top teams. We tried to, didn't he? He tried to, tried to, because <laughs> yeah. apparently he'd been told to quarantine if he had to come here. 
So, I mean, he's just, a, he's just an absolute donkey. And, I mean, he's just trying to force a move now, isn't he? Or, because the thing is, Haaland's that good. He will just slot into City side and City will be exceptional. And then does that force the other teams, like Liverpool, to sort of try yeah. and get so another is, big though, player in their team? Every year, don't you? Gonna... So, if you, if you are City and you, 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 you run away over this league, you want to get another massive player to make yourself even better and even more stronger. I think, I think that's just the way it should be with every team, even with the lower teams. That, that has to be the right... That, that, it has to be the same thing. Um, so it, it's one of them. If, if City do buy Haaland, which I think it would be incredible if, if they do, then you, the likes of, of Liverpool have got to really, really kick on and get a, another big player. There is, there is, there is one player I haven't mentioned, which is obviously he's already in the prem. Um, you just got Kane, <laughs> Harry Kane, Harry, 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 Harry Kane. Yeah. Just got Kane. Um, that's that's living rent. That's living for, uh, rent free in my head right now. I've just God. seen the video before. Um, I think I mean, Kane could you for see himself him needs to leave Tottenham. Oh, I think that as well. I mean, Spurs. It's always been that thing with Spurs because I thought when Pochettino was in charge and they got to the Champions League final, I thought, do you know what? He's building something there because let's be honest, Spurs should never get to a Champions League final. They shouldn't do it. The squad they had, yeah. they were never good enough. They had to keep building and they and they were, but Pochettino was building his team and then it started to go a bit sour for him and he gone. And Mourinho, I love, I, you know, I actually love Jose Mourinho, but his football now compared to what it used to be, he just hasn't got the players now. Like, I mean, I watched a bit of the Spurs game yesterday and just didn't look like a Spurs team that is very um it's very dependent on it's boring, but it's very dependent on Son and Kane to do something. I mean again, Kane's got two goals. And this is what I think if he went to City, he's got to think about it. Longevity in the Prem, playing with world class players still. Mm. Like Kevin De Bruyne and everything like that sort of thing. Like I mean I mean, playing with Phil Foden every week might be a big thing for him as well because Phil Foden they can push himself yeah. even more into the England squad and make him a certain um, lead. I mean, I think leadership, but again, Harry Kane leading from example at the front, scoring goals. I mean, as much as stick as a given for not speaking properly. I mean, fair enough to him. Like, I mean, like, I mean, fair enough to him, like he scores goals a day. Like, I mean, you put he put it on a plate for him, he's going to score. Um, and as you've seen for England. The other day, um, he's just in the box no. and he, he's not. He, he shouldn't. He, he ain't gonna miss. You put. You can put. Your, you can put your house on it if you, if you want to. He's gonna score. Um, I just think Harry Kane that'll be a good move for him. Again, Tottenham are gonna be very clever. I mean, Daniel Levy's a bit of a. How do I put it? Yeah. He, li- he likes a bargain, but he'll he'll know that Harry Kane is priceless to Tottenham. So how how much do you think they'd sell him for Spurs? Or do you think it'd be like likes of Kane going in, going? I City are interested. I want to go. He- let me go for fifty million. Or do you yeah, think Spurs got, are going to demand he's, he's 100, million more than 100 million for him? Really. Yeah, no, I, I, it's a weird one because I just don't think any player is worth a hundred million no. as like actual money sort of thing. But I mean, Harry Kane is one of the best strikers in the world. I mean, obviously, I put him second best to Lewandowski, just down yeah, from Lewandowski. He's an absolute, an absolute beast. Um, but Kane, I think Kane is a very, very more complete striker. So I would say right now, Kane's probably the most complete striker in, in his in yeah, his, well, he's, still he's, in his, he's his goal game, contribution. Um, apart from his goal, his passing ability is unreal as well. So yeah, um, I just I just think maybe City would suit him because they they've got the players like the, the uh, Bernardo Silva, the Gundogan, the De Bruyne, the Foden, the yeah. Ster- even Sterling. I've got to say mention Sterling, another England player, Sterling. Um, if he they, they push Harry Kane, you, know, you stay in that you yeah. stay in that box. We'll put it on the plate for you. Because imagine Kevin oh, De Bruyne yeah. whipping the balls and Harry Kane all day, yeah. just nodding one in, nodding two in, easy. Um, I just think that would even make that's another one really. I think Harry Kane goes a bit underrated, uh, underrated as in under the radar, should I say? Said under the radar of everyone's getting out of Lukaku or Mbappe or Haaland. I think Kane is a very good option for City. I mean, if he wants to stay in the Premier League. I'm guessing he'll want to try and get up in that record where you said Aguero was before. I'm not, I'm not saying he's Mars, but I don't know what his record is. Yeah. Harry Kane, to to him in the Prem. Um, if you probably, keep talking, mate, yeah, have a look. Yeah. I think it's probably. <laughs> I think he's um, incredible. To be fair, I, 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 I mean, I don't like playing against him. I'll tell you that. Now. <laughs> if I was sitting there, I would want to play against him. Um, he's, he's just everywhere. 
Yeah, he's all the time. To be fair, Kane, he's he's just he is really good. As much as I, I don't like Tottenham, obviously, but. It pains you. No, it pains you to say it. It pains you to say it. You don't like Tottenham. Like his his records at the moment, he scored 162 goals in the Prem. So I think. Yeah. Sometimes, if, if he if he really really wants to go for that Alan Shearer record, like if he really wants to go for it, he needs to stay in the Prem. And what's Shearer on right now? Well, oh, sorry, right now. What's Shearer <laughs> ended up <laughs> oh, right now? He's come back yeah. for making the return. <laughs> no, um, he's got. 260. Yeah. No, what's he on? Um, 162. He came was on what? Sorry. Yeah, so, has he got that in his locker? I think he has. If he goes to a city. So he's got. So safe say now because he scores 20 goals a season usually. Harry Kane, even yeah. if he has a little bit of an injury sometimes, depending on the layoff. So he's he's gonna have to average a 20 goals yeah. a season. He, well, he's been doing at, that for a long. Or he's been doing yeah, it for at a this while. moment in time. I think that's an easy one. Yeah, I mean, he's going to end up past twenty goals again this season. And he, like, I mean, I, I think he's got he's, he's got to look at himself and think that I want to win. Something. With Tottenham, you, um, I say it every single time, and I know Tottenham fans hate me saying it, but you will you won't win anything. You won't. That like they say, oh yeah, we'll win, we'll win like the the Carabao or the FA Cup or whatnot. You won't. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's sometimes you've got to be. You got to take that part of you and forget that you're that exactly to like, that team. I, I you've got to be Arsenal realistic. In the Prem for ages, um, but we've recently just won the FA Cup. Like I, I, I can't, I, I don't care anything about Tottenham. Yeah. I, I think their last trophy was like over ten years ago. I mean, like get real with it, Harry Kane. You're not going to win anything at Tottenham. I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's being clouded into it yeah. with people saying that he's going to. Yeah, I mean, has he got anything else to add on the Aguero sort of situation and anything else? I mean, Mark, in my last bit of sort of opinion, I think he's different, different gravies. A lot of people would say. I think he's world class. Still is world class. I mean, he he could go oh. anywhere and still score twenty goals a season plus. Um, what do you what do you think? Is there anything else you'd like to add on um, the Aguero sort of, sort of circumstance and situation? Just that he's been a privilege to watch in the Prem, really. And um, where, where, wherever he ends up, he'll he'll do one anyway. So, I mean, mention the prem there. We'll move on to week, hopefully your there. player of the week. And if it's yeah, and hopefully <laughs> if it's not Trezeguet, I'll be ending this podcast. All right, okay. We'll know well, you'll be doing it by yourself. We'll do, mate. Okay, so, so run us through it. Another I'll, one this week. It's, it's it's a tough one. It's between three people again. Luckily, there's no Arsenal players because we were awful. We were shocking. I'm like, I don't even want to talk about it. But th- this week, <laughs> no, 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 no. He played well. Sure, like Callum Chambers? Callum Chambers, maybe? Um, right, okay. He turned up, yeah, like, like the rest of them. <laughs> he turned up. Um, but yeah, three names. Um, I've got Diogo Jota, um, Trezeguet, and Mateus Pereira. <laughs> and I think that might shock you, but he is actually my player of the week, um, M- Mateus Pereira. Um, West Brom versus Chelsea, shock result 5 2. Um, Pereira influential in, in all Tesco of it. Um, two goals, two assists. Um, yeah, he, he had six shots, um, three key passes, and even defensively, he worked so hard. He won seven, not seven duels, he won five duels. So that just, just proves to you how, how good he was at tracking back and winning that ball back and then making those key passes and have, getting them shots off. So two goals, two assists. Um, he he was really he was really good. You, you can see why West Brom are so reliant on him going forward, just because he's that left foot. He can he can play the passes. He can dribble. He's so good on the ball. He he was really really good. And um, he he yes he's so he's my player of the week. But I I do just want to want to say Jota um, scoring two came on came on as a sub, changed the game. To make him win, basically in Liverpool, Trezeguet also came on, scored two, um, won the game in the end, pretty much. Um, and and then all it's a quite a good stat. This is um, Callum Robinson, also who plays for West Brom. He came on and scored two against Chelsea, but every single goal he scored in the Prem, which I think is four or five, it might be around that. 
they've all come against Chelsea. Yeah, he scored. He, as far as I'm aware, yeah. I think I saw the stuff the other day. He scored four yeah, goals in the Premier League this year, and they've all been against players, Chelsea. He scored against Chelsea, so he must love playing against Chelsea. Yeah. Like, like Chelsea, loves Chelsea. Um, I don't disagree with your player. We, I think Pereira fair play to West Brom. They did the number on him. I mean, do you think that boosts their survival hopes, or do you still think they're done? Or do you think it's more of like a like an odd game yeah, where they've got them, Chelsea but Chelsea down to 10 and Chelsea then, got caught. A minute later, Chelsea Silva got a second yellow and got sent off. A second yellow, mate, yeah. Was it a red card? Was it, it, was it, was it, you know, do you think it was a second yellow? Do you think it was worthy of a second he, yellow? He, he I've seen, I've seen it back a few he times. Just, he, I know he had often um, given him for a block, but he was, he was high as well. So if, even if he did catch him, if, if he did catch him high, it's, it's dangerous play, isn't it, really? Yeah. No, I I I um agree with your player of the week. Fair play. Um, I didn't see that one. Quite. I forgot about West Brom because obviously as a Villa fan, yeah. I don't want to be giving congratulations to West Brom. Yeah, but I mean, I, I would I like to see him stay, will, see him stay in the league. Be fair to them. Not good enough. Um, I know Big Sam is the master at keeping teams in the in the prem, but I just think this is a bit too. Oh, yeah, too much to ask for. It's, it's too much now. Left it too late. Um. But as you touched on the other two yeah. players, I mean, Diego, Diego Jota um, is coming on the scoring yeah. too. I mean, I and saw Trent the first again. one ahead. It was a great, great finish. Um, Southgate wrong. Um, so. Obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trent. The thing is, though, Southgate, if you're listening. Trent, I think he's, <laughs> he's listening taken Southgate. it the right way. He's, he's seen that he has been um, left out and he hasn't stopped. Yeah. He hasn't he, he hasn't thrown the toys out the pram. He's concentrating on his game. And he, that ball into Jota was, yeah. it, it was unbelievable. And he, he did play really well. Um, so Trent Trent could have easily been been in this um, player of the week, but I, I think when you've got three players that have scored two goals each, I think you kind of got to give it to one of them. So Mateus Pereira, yeah, is my is my player of the week. Yeah, I mean, I will just, uh, I mean, yeah. I have to also as my as my club come back in the last scored three goals in, in nine minutes which is a yeah. bit crazy because then Villa have only scored like six goals in the yeah, last seven big, games big without, old, without old Jackie boy um, but but uh, I mean Mahmoud Mahmoud yeah. Hassan he's not even he's not even real name Jesus but um, he comes on I mean I will say now to people who listen to this I was sitting there watching going why is this shit player coming on why is he coming on Get off the pitch. All he does is comes on, runs around like a headless chicken, foul players, and that's it. I mean, I only know El Ghazi on the pitch for the most of the game, to be fair. Villa were flat. Um, and, and, I mean, Tressinger came on, and <laughs> it says it all, yeah. doesn't it? When Vigas gives the ball away, I mean, we're not even talking about that. Forget about that. I'm just going to move away from that. His assist was very good. He made up for it. Um, but it just had to be that first player. And, I mean, the, the second goal he scored, I mean, I think. Equally, it was his goal and a very, very yeah, good really finish. Good. But Keenan Davis' work rate was disgusting. Like he, he, he chucked himself into two tackles, won the ball back, shoulder barged one player off the ball and whipped a lovely little ball. Yeah. Like, I mean, crazy. And Ollie Watkins again, getting another goal. I mean, having a good, a good, good season. But yeah, I just thought I'd quickly give a mention because I thought... You do. I, I give, I give Trezeguet yeah, a lot do. of stick behind closed doors. I think he's absolutely dreadful. Um, and that's why I probably think Villa would struggle in the summer. But Trezeguet is going to have to sort of book up his ideas and keep scoring if he wants to get because obviously when Grealish does come back whenever that is <laughs> Dean Smith tell me now just drop me a DM Dean Smith just tell me <laughs> um, I've got a post in my room for Jack Grealish come on um, but yeah no I just I just I just want him back I just know that if Grealish comes back in one of the wingers is going to be out and it's not going to be Bernard Ber, as I call him Bernard Bernard it's Bert, Bernard <laughs> Traore with long lovely <laughs> Burkino Faso hair Welcome back to the second part of the Sports Fix podcast. Um, we're now going to move on to a bit of a different sport now, which is completely usually out of our sort of remit. We're going to, oh, well, I'm going to mention uh, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier 3, the, the trilogy. Um, it's going to be an interesting fight. Um, I know, Al, you obviously it's not a sport you follow religiously like football yeah not a massive uh, one not a massive fan no, I enjoy it but I don't watch yeah. as much as probably you so yeah they go yeah I would say you, you, you know who Conor McGregor is I think everyone knows who Conor bloody McGregor is yeah yeah 
Um, but yeah, it's a very interesting sort of fight to be announced. It's going to happen July the 10th, I think is what I saw it. Um, and they obviously both won one, obviously, recently. Poirier knocked him out. I mean, that's the first knockout McGregor's have actually received. I mean, he's, 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 lost, he's, lost four, he's lost five times and four of them were submissions. So I think it says a lot about his ground game. Yeah. But it's, um, it's a bit crazy, this one, because Dustin Poirier, obviously, a lot of his fights he's won recently. I mean, he's been a very active fight over the years. How um, has? Yeah, he's uh, well. He's had um, over the last well, well. I'll say now, compared to Conor McGregor, he's had six more fights since Conor McGregor last or stopped like fought since 2016. McGregor's had three fight, three fights Jeez. in the UFC, and obviously they've all been spaced spaced out. So they've all been like a two year gap and a year gap, which is not active enough. Poirier since then has had nine fights. He's had one no contest and one he's lost to Khabib. I mean, everyone loses to Khabib because Khabib's disgusting. Khabib's a goat, and we all know that. Yeah, well, Khabib is a goat. I mean, I still hope McGregor knocks him out at some point because I you shit on bus, you shit on bus. That's what I've been saying. I've been saying that. <laughs> send me location. Send <laughs> yeah, send me location. Yeah, but yeah, no, crazy. I lo- I, lo- I used to love the build up to the fight. They're actually crazy. McGregor makes the fight. Um, but yeah. Um, Poirier now accepting the third fight because when he won that fight, to be fair, when I fought first fought of it, I thought, well, Khabib's either going to retire or he's going to have to fight Dustin Poirier. Yeah, I don't know if he's already fought it, but Khabib retired. Now he's now like a trainer, I think, or something. He's won. He's trained some fighters. I don't, I don't know what's going on with him now. All right, but but Poirier is um, gone for this third fight. And I just feel like now he's got a lot more to lose because if he loses this. He hasn't got a title fight. Yeah, where, where, he's been cha- where does it put him then? Yeah, because now, like, he's gonna if he loses, McGregor wins. He obviously he loses the trilogy fight. He, McGregor wins again. Like that's what he ultimately wants. And I think about it, you, you got to remember it's the money, isn't it? It's so, like we mentioned last week with the anti Joshua Fury. Like the first fight, I think you touched on it. the first fight could make a lot of money. He's gonna generate a lot of money from the box office. But the second fight, whoever's got them titles has got a lot more to lose. Yeah, definitely. And it's the same in this sort of aspect. Poirier won that fight. Did he need to fight McGregor again? Because McGregor didn't fight McGregor. The first fight McGregor and Poirier had was years ago. Years ago, like McGregor knocked him out clean. Different fighter, different fighter now. Um, I know people might listen to this and think, "Oh, McGregor's McGregor's this, McGregor's that." McGregor isn't the same fighter as he once was. Like if you're being inactive in the ring. You can't expect you to put the gloves on, as they say, and just get in there and win a fight. It's not that easy. Yeah. Yes, okay, he won a fight in 40 seconds against Donald Cerrone. Donald Cerrone is an ancient, ancient fighter now. He's a fighter that will take a fight in like a day's notice because it's money. Yeah. But he doesn't generate the money that McGregor does. No. But the thing with McGregor now, if he wins, does Khabib return? Because that money, the, the, it, again, it's the money sort of business. Dana White will be looking and rubbing his hands going... Khabib, come out, come out of retirement. This this fight now is gonna make so much money for you two. As long as you don't have the after fight. I mean, you might have seen it on social media, the afterburst and after fight when it happened last time and everyone flooding the ring and they were scrapping oh, with people. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Um But the other flip side of the fight with Poirier, if Poirier wins, what happens to McGregor then? Because I mean obviously recently we've seen I, mean, I don't really like him, but Jake Paul call him out. No. Saying about his missus, so I mean, we though, put, so you know, I mean, I mean, I would, I would, I would love to say, I would love to say a lot of stuff about Jake Paul, but hey, he's not a bad fighter, but I still think McGregor would knock him out, and I think McGregor actually would probably kill him. Yeah, that's what I think. I, the, the thing is, if you said to Dan McGregor, go, go fight. I mean, look, look what he did. I said, Migo, look what he did to Khabib. He went there, started throwing things at a bus with full of people in, trying to lure him out. He ain't gonna do that with like with Jake Paul. He'll just turn up and he'll 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 scrap him. He don't yeah. care. I mean, I remember when he got arrested. He walked out like so smuggish and strutted out. Like he doesn't care. Um, but I just think, me personally, I think McGregor wins. And the only thing that swung that way for me this morning was I saw a stat. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you ever remember the Nate Diaz fight he had with oh, yeah, McGregor. Nate yeah. Diaz. They had two. They had two fights. Um, and McGregor lost the first one. And then he had 167 days between the next fight and he won. Yeah. Well, this time round, he lost to Poirier and he's got 166 days to it. So a lot of people are thinking, is McGregor 
playing on an act? Is he purposely losing? Is he sort of not going training and getting the money that he wants and then just jumping off? But, I mean, is that what you're saying a bit? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a weird one, McGregor, because I mean, I've seen now he tweeted the other day, he put no more not uh, Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> like, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Right. But, I mean, I mean, I go back to the days when you, Jose Aldo and Eddie Alvarez. He just, I mean, you could anyone who doesn't just go into YouTube and just put in Conor McGregor, and, he, and you'll see all the clips. He's like, he just turns up when he wants, says what he wants, does what he wants. I mean, I, I mean, no one will know what I'm saying here, but Atavio, Atavio, that's what you say to Jose Aldo. And if you search that up and translate that, you'll know what I'm, what that means. And I don't want to say it on here because someone might take my podcast. Oh, they never look. But yeah, I mean. McGregor wins, does he draw out Khabib? Like, I mean, he could draw out Khabib and, and maybe even then a title fight. Um, I saw something the other day, um, and I probably will just find that for you now, that I thought was actually a sort of a crazy thing to happen if it did happen. Um, and it was someone off, the, off on Twitter, so I just I don't want to take all the credit for it because I didn't find it myself. Um, but someone said this here, hear me out, I'm not saying this will actually happen, but hypothetically, Nate Diaz. Obviously, who Conor McGregor fought, he comes back and beats Leon Edwards. Obviously, he's an Englishman. I think a lot of people know who Leon Edwards is if you listen to this. Um, then Masvidal, who again, I mean, I'm probably ne- I'm, throw- I'm probably throwing lots of names you've probably never heard of Al. So I mean, I do apologize. Right. <laughs> um, but Masvidal, who again is the one who beat Ben Askren in five seconds. Of the oh, day. I, I know all these guys. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he put obviously if he beats Usman, who um, Usman's disgusting. He's like he's he's absolutely incredible. I mean. He says it all when there's, there's three African champions right now um, in the UFC. Uh, but I think if he beats Usman, then that sets up a Masvidal versus Nate Diaz sort of sort of combination. Yeah. And that says the, the welterweight title rematch, which has obviously it's happened before, and it got stopped because Nate Diaz sort of had so many cuts on his face, he couldn't continue, but he wanted to. All oh, right, okay. So if Nate Diaz wins... His first defence would be against Conor McGregor, and that would be the trilogy. And when it's 1 1 as well, and I think about it again, that's how much money we generate into that sort of fight. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think if Poirier does beat McGregor, does McGregor then go, mm, I'll wait to see what happens and what's Paul's on play? And, and again, I mean, I don't want to say that, oh, McGregor, you're not being active enough, because McGregor doesn't need to fight. He doesn't actually want, if he doesn't want to fight, you don't need to make him fight. Now, he's got the money, he can sit on his big books, he can go on yachts and eat fancy food, do what he wants. Um, you'll do absolutely nothing <laughs> is his catchphrase. I don't want to say his accent because that's why I get rid of the United. And that was against Nate Diaz. But I just think, I thought I'd bring a bit, a bit of a different twist onto the podcast this week with this uh, sort of, it's only a short segment. I thought I'd just share it with you all that obviously that's a big fight coming up. Um, so a lot, it's a lot, a lot happening in the sports sort of news. I know a lot of people want different things every week. Um, they like different sort of aspects and different sports um, and we can't always cram it into one sort of podcast no. but yeah I mean that's that's my thoughts I think McGregor wins and I think McGregor goes on then to probably get a title shot or even calls up Khabib because he'll, he'll want that fight he'll want to he'll want to beat him and I mean if Khabib, if Khabib's got any sense Khabib will stay retired yeah, because I think he, he has no reason what, to come back, needs to come back. Really. yeah that, that's what it is, isn't it? That's that, that's the yeah, sort of the sort of thing. Um, you got any questions to ask me about it? Because I mean, as much as this, obviously talking to the podcast and then letting everyone else know what I think. Obviously, I'm trying to sort of educate yourself as well at the yeah, same time. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, um, I, well, basically, obviously with, with the fight, do you know where it's going to be? They don't know. I, I, I can't give you no, no, nothing yet. I mean. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be obviously American based, and they don't really have fights over here yeah. unless it's like a smaller card. But that fight, it's going to be something like Las Vegas. But I mean, again, COVID situation, the same as Anthony Joshua. And I was going Fury. to say, because is like, it in the similar They are having fans to, back in. To that fight, so you don't know where it's going to be yet. No, they don't know where it's going to be. July 10th, um, it could be the Staples Center, it could be Las Vegas, it could be anywhere. Yeah. We don't know yet. Um, but they, they, at the moment, they are having fans back in. They're having a small section of fans back in. But I would think by this time, because they might be on Fight Island. Yeah. And Fight Islands, I'll say Fight Islands, not many people know what that is. Fight Islands, where they, uh, obviously, again, special islands. And they fight. <laughs> and they fight, but they can have fans in there because it's just in a certain area. So everyone that's COVID tested, it's a, it's a smaller right. area. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
they had more fans and they were also amazing like loads of fan, fans but I think as well which would be pretty cool hopefully fingers crossed the, the nasty McGregor comes out of this side the nasty one the one who could get under this guy's skin Dustin Poirier I mean I don't think he will I don't think he'll get under his skin but I think I want to see him trash talking that's, that's the McGregor everyone knows yeah no, definitely yeah I think that's how people know if they don't know um, UFC massively but they know Conor McGregor they know that he is a cocky trash talker no, that, that's how they well, know. he is UFC, isn't he? he? He is UFC, isn't he? Mister, Mister UFC, isn't he? Like, if you don't know who, if you type in UFC on Google, I guarantee Conor McGregor is the most trending person. Yeah, he's UFC. His first name, isn't he? He is. He is. He's the first name on that sheet, sort of thing. Like, I think it's crazy. But yeah, I just thought, well, it's a bit of a different sort of sport, and it's something that's big and happening in a different, or well, different sport, yeah. should I say? Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll we'll end we'll end that on on a good note. Um. And we've got our social media. Out, we so do. Take it away. Um, we have an Instagram account now, guys. So if you do want to um, follow it, please do. It's it's at um, the Sport Fix Podcast. So all one word. Um, and basically, what we'll do is we'll do updates on there for you, and we will allow questions. So if you want a certain um, thing we want to talk about, you 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 message us on there. We'll get back to you, um, and then we'll talk about it on on an, on a future podcast. So. Um, and play it on there as well. We've got my um, my personal um, Instagram and, and we've got Jackson there as well. So please give them give them a follow as well, just to give you a little yeah. insight into our lives as well. Um, but yeah, if you if you yeah. want to follow us, I'll be really appreciated. Um, it's at the Sport Fix Podcast. Yeah, just get in touch with us guys, and just, it gives it obviously helps us. Um, this is something fun we want yeah. to do. Um, it's nothing nothing too serious. Um, and obviously, it's greatly appreciated if you do give us a follow. And I mean, just even if you just drop us a message just saying like I, I enjoyed your podcast or anything like that, or anything like Alex said, then just a sort of a query or anything you want to talk about, or even at some point we are going to look to have some someone on or have to speak about something. Like I mean, if you if there's something you want to talk about and you want to yeah. throw something, we might we might even invite you on. So hey, <laughs> go follow it, lads and uh, ladies as well, yeah. lads and ladies, I say, just in case. Um, but yeah, at the sport fix, at the sport fix podcast, yeah. you messed up there. At the sport fix podcast, all one word as I said. Yeah, <laughs> a mouthful. But yeah, cheers. Thank, thank you for listening for episode thank you very three, much, guys. guys.